Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan and today on the show is a live podcast that was recorded in O'Donovan's Hotel in Clonakilty, West Cork, as part of Clonakilty International Guitar Festival. I was delighted to be asked to uh, do the show in Clon and thanks so much to Ray and Kevin and the whole team for putting it together. The guests were TPM slash The Merry Wallopers. So TPM are a rap group from Dundalk, Charles and Andrew Hendy and various others, including DJ Sneaky Bastard. And the Merry Wallopers are Andrew and Charles and Sean McKenna joins them as well. I got to see Merry Wallopers after this podcast was recorded. They played a pub elsewhere in the town called Conan Moore's and there was a little picture of Luke Kelly behind the bar and it just seemed like oh you couldn't find a better place to suit them they're absolutely brilliant they're absolutely the real deal and it's the exact same with TPM they're just so much fun live both acts are so fun live you can get a chance to catch TPM on the Heaven is a Harp Pint Tour. That's in November. They're playing the Spirit Store in Dundalk on the 8th of November, Bennigan's in Derry on the 15th, Workman's in Dublin on the 19th, Kino in Cork on the 29th, and Pharmacia in Limerick on the 30th. There's a couple of Mary Wallopers gigs that have been announced as well. They are returning to Clonakilty for a headline show at the Barras on Friday the 6th of December and that is going to be so good. It's going to be so much fun. I could not recommend it enough and they're going to be supporting Junior Brother who is headlining Whelan's on December 12th. So a couple of great Mary Wallopers gigs to catch a couple of fine TPM shows. Alas, I only got to spend a day at Clonakilty International Guitar Festival this year but it runs for a week and it sounds like it's just absolutely brilliant from start to finish. Most of the events are free and the crowds are just so great. Everything is busy. Everything is really appreciated, I think. And everyone is just so quiet for the acts when they're on as well. It's so, so nice. And the points in Clan Guilty are just, you know, mwah. And for any of the events that are ticketed, it sounds like they just went down such a storm. So I really, really couldn't recommend the festival enough. And again, thanks to the guys for having me. Thanks to Charles and Andrew for doing the podcast. So you're going to hear the lads during the course of the podcast sing a couple of Mary Wallopers tracks. So you'll get a sense of what they're about if you haven't heard them before. And maybe let's just take a taste of TPM before we get into the chat play your track now called eat that curry little saucy number for you don't be afraid it's just tpm nothing makes me feel so alive like curry chicken chips and rice if you're feeling lonely got nothing to do come and dine on some oriental stew hot and spicy Wet and nice, you can get it late at night for a reasonable price. Pop the lid, don't stop. Eat that curry till you blow your top. Come on, eat that curry, drink that curry, roll it up and smoke that curry. Eat that curry, drink that curry, roll it up and smoke that curry. Eat that curry, drink that curry, roll it up and smoke that curry. 
we're TPM and the Mary Wallopers, but actually one of the members of the Mary Wallopers isn't here, he's still in bed. So And one of the members of TPM isn't here, he's still in bed. But he just presses play, so he's not really, he's kind of like we hire him for each gig, kind of. But he's not, he's not that integral, you know. <laughs> we could, we could, we could have him or lose him. Like, I just. I mean, I hope he that. doesn't listen to. This. I know. I hope he does. Oh, <laughs> like he needs a kick. <laughs> no, that's why I said like. it. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Total yeah. kick up the arse. We could all use use that. So, uh, yeah. Charles and yes, Andrew, Andrew, uh, from uh, the bands. Welcome to Clannacilty. Uh, Ye were playing. Well, the last time I saw you was on Nile Nine's Instagram stories. You were uh, playing as the Mary Wallopers uh, for Culture Night up in Dublin in the Workmen's. How did you get on, and what was your timeline to get down to Clannacilty? We uh, we went. We were playing at Workmen's last night in Dublin at eleven o'clock, and then uh, it was a great gig, packed out. And then we left at around half twelve or one and came directly down to Clannacilty, and so we got here at about like five four. o'clock in the morning. This morning. And then slept until now, so it was a it was a trek, but it was good crack. It was good crack going down like that. That's the uh, the dedication that we need. That is the dedication we need. We did it to get away from the drink. You know, if we if we stayed in Dublin last night, we would have just gotten pissed, and then and then the two lads would have had to watch us rowing in the van on the way the down. whole way down. We would be so grumpy. stressed. We get up at eight o'clock with about three hours. Like we probably would have been up till five in Dublin anyway, so we might as well be up till five. <laughs> And be in Clannacilty And by not the time drink a pint we, very, we need better friends in Dublin I think Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. We need better Dublin friends If there's anyone out there Because they'd all just bring us on the Send us astray They'd just send us astray <laughs> um, So I don't know if people are n- know you guys So TPM A rap act from Dundalk Mary Wallopers are a trad act From Dundalk And uh, you guys have been playing all over And it sounds like you've had a super busy summer I saw you kind of the first festival of the summer, I suppose, It Takes a Village up in um, Trebulgan in Cork. That was a really, really cool show. And it sounds like you haven't slowed down since. You've been playing loads of shows over the summer. Yeah, we're... Re- How was we, it? We, we, it was great, mental. but it was really, really mental because we, lo- we, we do, like, everything ourselves. So we do all our, like, posters and merch and our... Uh, booking. And booking and organising lifts and all this boring stuff. It's not that rock and roll like, but it's stressful. But we we uh, the weekend before last was our first weekend without a gig since April, so we've just been playing like constantly, and we never we never actually did a tour of Ireland, but we've just been playing gigs. If we called it a tour, it probably would have looked better. It would have looked better like if we called the, it a tour. The three year tour of Ireland, <laughs> three year England tour of Ireland, Europe. <laughs> yeah, it would it would be we'd have a lot of street cred for that sort of thing. But what did you do on your weekend off? I, th- I think it was sick. I think it was in bed we sick. Yeah, bed <laughs> I got really I sick. All, all I think it was sick yeah. as well. It just all yeah. caught up. Yeah. Two of us were going around the house like nut jobs. Are you all right? Are you, all right? Are you feeling better now? <laughs> so if you've been on every weekend since April, like, do the gigs all kind of meld together? Or can you tell them apart? Like, what was your highlight? And I'm going to uh, ask you about Glastonbury as well. I don't know. Is Glastonbury, you guys play Glastonbury as well. I don't know. Yeah, that it's weird. You kind of forget. You forget you what... Forget. I forgot we did class. What the highlights are, but then every so often you'll remember a certain thing that was great. But yeah, it's kind of just a big blur. It's it is just a big blur. I think kind of, but there are there are highlights. Uh, It takes the village was a great start to the summer festival season, definitely because like we were in this Trabalgan and we had chalets. Like that's the first time I've ever been in a chalet. It was also our first gig with DJ Snakey Bastard as well. Yeah, which was great. That That was was your man I was talking about earlier. That's useless. So 
He's he'll be with us tomorrow when we're playing at the Barras. Someone actually called him DJ Useless Bastard by accident before. I think it suits him better. Uh, so both yeah, both names. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a good start to the summer. And uh Body and Soul was great was deadly, yeah. We did a real big gig there and We went straight from Body and Soul to Glastonbury. So we we left on the on the Sunday morning of Body and Soul and went to Glastonbury and then stayed there for I think ten days or something. Yeah, something like that. With nine like of us in the band. Yeah, yeah. Some, some of our friends were on stages and stuff, so we could kind of hang around before and after a bit. Ooh, 10 days camping. Yeah. And then Body and Soul before that as well. Oh my, God. my van broke down before as well, yeah. so I spent... Is this the Ford Transit? Yeah, yeah well, I had, a, I had a really unreliable one, and then I got rid of it in the end, and got another one. I was like, right, now we can go to Glastonbury, like, I think three weeks before. And then five days before the festival, the fuel pump went in it, and then... I found it really hard to get one. So I got it running the night before Body and Soul, which we had to drive to Glastonbury then after. Yeah, it was so really stressful. Like the night before we left for everything. And we had we had, had post-punk podge and the techno hippies coming with us. And also, uh, was there another band? Sean Fitzgerald. From the Deadlyans. Fella from the Deadlyans. Oh, so you were kind of shipping over Irish acts to Glastonbury. Yeah, we thought we were great. Ah. And then the van broke down. And then uh, it was, I think it was like 11 o'clock the night before Body and Soul that we were like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, it's all grand. You can come. So, (laughs) you know, so, so, yeah. yeah. It was good though. (laughs) Just have to, positive visualization or something, you know. And certainly not van, vans, like you don't rely on them. And what we, where were you playing at Glastonbury? Like what was the, what was the reaction like to you? Uh, great that's our second year doing it we played at, at the underground piano bar which is kind of like a secret bar that's been there for 25 years and it's a it's a kind of an anarchist spot it's, it's mental and there's a lot of characters have gone through the place and then uh we did another gig at the strummerville stage uh on the sunday night with the tpm so it's great it's great right. the piano bar is a great spot so we're like, as you can already tell, like the conversation is kind of going through talking about TPM, which is like proper rap. I don't know, is it comedy? It's, rap? it's uh, well, to us, we're not that serious. So, uh, like, we wouldn't be writing raps about stabbing people or anything because we don't do that. Like, or not, not yet. Like, not yet. <laughs> maybe, maybe in a few years. But I tell you, we're working up to it. But uh, um, it's great for our image. But um, yeah, so like, there's no point in us like pretending to be something we're not when we're rapping. And to us, hip hop is about jokes. Anyway, I think you know? all all hip hop has lots of humor in it. Anyway, like even N.W.A. and Eminem and like loads of huge rap acts we'd know from America. Like they have so much humor in their songs. But I think then when it's Irish rap, people are like, oh, it's just comedy or whatever. But it's like, I think it's just uh, it's just hip hop. Really, it's just you just have to be yourself. There's no point in us going on like we're miserable the whole time and we're like real serious because we're not so if we started doing hip-hop like that no one would listen to it like it'd be shite yeah and and uh like the so what's the timeline like what happened first was it tpm or was it the mary wallopers that started first we were kind of singing there'd be singing sessions in our house when we were kids and we used to sing ballads of it but then we kind of stopped doing that and then we started tpm first really yeah as a official official band and then the mary wallopers became a band by accident because we were doing tpm and uh, we just started playing ballads with Sean so we could get free pints in Dundalk. It was kind of to get, <laughs> get away from... T- TPM started getting real popular and we were like... F- so rather than like write more songs and like focus on doing TPM and like being, being uh, organised and stuff, we decided to start playing ballads for free pints. And it was only like... It was only two months after we started TPM and we were already like... Oh, oh this is too much. much for us, you know? 
and uh, so then we started getting asked to do more and more gigs yeah. and for like two years we'd done loads of gigs we played like we even played Glastonbury and Norway and all and we just didn't put it on Facebook or anything we just as the Mary Wallopers like we just didn't so we had we to just, just like, like oh we'll just go do that and didn't really say anything so this year with the Mary Wallopers we're like let's just start saying more that we're doing gigs you know because we were just doing gigs for two years and not really and and do you do you think it matters like that people are do see as the same band you know like is is it the same fan base that you go for or do you think it's actually two fan bases that you're that you kind of get it's kind of two fan bases there's been people that really love tpm and then when they hear the mary walloper stuff they're like oh that's way better yeah and, and then, vice versa and then vice versa you know but i think i think overall it's the same fan base because it's the same attitude we're putting out with both you know, yeah, like, and a lot of people do go to the two, but then there's yeah, there is definitely a, a, a percentage of our fan bases that are different. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the Mary Wallopers are playing uh, in Connemore's at six p.m. tonight, and I think the guys might want to sing a song. Yeah. If you're ready I to go, you, I think you should do yours first because mine is a bit longer, and it'll be better. And do the good ship Calabar. Okay. Um. All right. You can introduce it as well, or you needn't. This is a song about. Uh, well, probably about why you shouldn't get a job, because it's dangerous. Yeah, we're but advocates uh, of unemployment. Yeah. <laughs> Come all you dry land sailors and listen to my song. It's only 40 verses and I won't detain you long. It's all about the adventure years of this young Lisburn tar Who sailed as a man before the mast on the good ship Calabar Well the Calabar was a spanking craft, pitch bottomed fore and aft Our helmet stuck out far below and our wheel was a great big shaft With half a gale of filler sail she'd do one not an hour Twas the fastest craft in the Langan Canal but she's only one horsepower well, the captain, he was a big strapping lad, but he stood just four foot two. His hair was grey and his eyes was green and his nose was a Prussian blue. He wore a silver medal, he won in the crime he wore. And the captain's wife, she was the passenger cook on the good ship Calibar. Well, the captain, he said to me, young lad, look, hear me, lad, said he. How would you like to be a sailor in sailor agency? Would you like to be a sailor on the foreign shores to roam? Because we're under order from Portadown with a half a ton of coal. Well, it being the next morning and the weather, it was sublime. When rolling on by the old Queen's Bridge, we heard the Albert chime. When going down by the gasworks streets, a very dangerous part. We ran a hole in a lump of coal, it wasn't marked down on the chart. Well, all became confusing, and the ructions they did roar. The was and he slept on an orange peel, fell into the hole below. But on more speed, the captain cried, for we are surly pressed. But the engineer from the bank replied, the old horse is doing his best. Well, we all fell into the water, and we all let out a roar. There was an old farmer standing there, and he pulled us to the end of his galluses, and he pulled us all ashore. No more I'll be a sailor, or sailor agent man. And the next time I go to Portadown, I'll go on a fucking train. Uh, so more of that in Connemore is at uh, 6 p.m. 
tonight. Yeah. And so you're playing as TPM then tomorrow uh, in Debarra's at 9pm. 9, I, 9 I believe, yep. Cool. Yep. Um, I always think when I see like unaccompanied singing like that, like do you ever get self-conscious about it or is that something that just goes out of your head like when you're younger when you're doing it? It's kind of more about, sometimes, a lot of the time it's more about the song. So it's, if you just get into the song, it's grand. Although it's weird when you're holding a microphone doing it. So you feel a bit like Joe Dolan. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with feeling like Joe Dolan. Fucking class. I, I, if I, every time I stepped on the stage, if I felt like Joe Dolan, I'd be unstoppable. He's a brilliant entertainer. I know, I know. Yeah, I know. You're big fans of uh, Richie Kavanagh love as him. well, though. Love him, love him, love him. I think Richie Kavanagh's having a bit of a comeback. Junior Brother is also talking about him in every uh, interview that I see with him. Junior Brother yeah. is another yeah. like great folk, yeah. folk trad act who's kind of doing new things with it, kind yeah. of like you guys great and Mary Wallopers as well. What is it about, like, when I think of Richie Kavanagh, I think, oh, he was a joke actor or something. But is that, like, missing the point completely? Is there something else? He's kind of like us, like, you know, he's a great not surrealism to, to Richie Kavanagh. Yeah, like he's we, me, us and Junior Brother really bonded over the Richie Kavanaugh thing. Like the first time, the we first met time him. I met you and your brother was at I'd Arcadian say, I'd say it was three, three or four ago. sentences exchanged, and then we were suddenly talking yeah. about Richie Kavanaugh. I met him the in a, a mobile cinema at a festival three years ago at about four in the morning, and we just started talking about Richie Kavanaugh. It was the, it was like a caravan that had a, a shelf full of videotapes and then a television in it. And we su- sat there talking about Richie Kavanaugh for about f- two hours. That's He's really uh, like people in Dublin don't just have no, absolutely no contact with the world of Richie Kavanaugh at all. <laughs> so it's kind of a it's kind of a way to know it's a friend or foe <laughs> if they know yeah. about Richie Kavanaugh, you know. Um, I, don't, I don't see. I don't know enough about Richie Kavanaugh. I don't have any follow up questions about. You should it. look like, him up. Yeah, like He's I, great. I, I, <laughs> I can't explain him really. He's at the Plough yeah. and He's doing a few dates at the Plough and, or well, the Plough and's over now, is it? Probably is. Yeah. But he was doing a few dates there. Deadly. Still but got an audience. The first oh gig God, we yeah. ever seen was Richie Kavanagh, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. In Dundalk? Yeah. When we no, were children, was that like a steam we rally in like rally. Carlo or something? Our parents Our used parents to bring us to them there because there was nothing else to do. So we just went to them. We got to the old trashing. Yeah, and we used to walk around and yeah. look at stolen tools for sale and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and when we have kids, that's what we're going to bring them to do. Yeah. So you saw Richie Kavanagh at the Steam Rally and you're yeah, like, Yeah, he was brilliant. I want to do that. Yep. That's bang Simple on. Lads. Hit the nail on the head. Did he come from a musical family? Yeah, our, fa- our father was uh, musical and our, our sisters, our brother, songs, so one of our brothers had a pirate radio station in, in Dundalk called Storm 106. And uh, they used to do like rave and stuff like that. And then our other brother would be into punk and stuff. And then our sisters would be more into kind of R&B as well. Which well, I one think of our sisters is into like... Like Irish stuff yeah. and, and that. And so oh yeah, but the R&B, yeah. But the R&B, I think, was more influenced than we give it credit, <laughs> do you know, with TPM. Like, every time we go and write a song, we're always thinking about Nelly or something. Like in the back of our minds. And it couldn't be further from Nelly, like. <laughs> were, were, were they older siblings? Yeah, there's yeah. seven in our family, and they're all way older than us. And are you the babies? Yeah. yeah. Ah, okay, so you get everything kind of, like, handed Just down, and you get to see how it all works and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Handed down is the way to put it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and so what was it? You were just like you just see them all doing this sort of thing, and you're like, I want to try something. Yeah, I think uh, so. I I remember robbing a CD off my brother, uh, a a punk CD at the Dead Kennedys, and that was that really catapulted us into other stuff. And then our sister used to sing us songs in like she'd be driving us around in the car, 
and like singing us like old ballads and it was really actually grim a bit Shano freaky. songs yeah like real grim <laughs> Shano songs and we were children and we'd be sitting at the back driving down these country roads and she'd be singing, singing about the famine uh, songs about the yeah. famine and it was actually I have really like horrific memories of it as well yeah. so you'd be yeah. like Charlotte stop you know <laughs> you're scaring us and then yeah. our, our dad kind of taught himself to play loads of instruments and then Probably just instilled a DIY attitude in us, in a way. Yeah, because he, he not only was kind of... He was like a mad inventor. Like he was invent. He used to... Like in windmills and Try stuff. and make windmills and stuff. He, he built a, a trike out of a motorbike and the back of a Vauxhall Carlton and stuff like that. Without any... So you are always doing stuff like, like that, you know. So it's kind of like... Uh, that's where we get the attitude of like, you should just... If you want to do something, just start doing it. As opposed to learning about it or whatever is 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 that something about where you're from like dundalk it was just kind of like you know if you want to do something you've got to do it for yourself yeah i think so. well it's almost like actually, an old old irish thing isn't it in a way like, like yeah from where i suppose our father came from a time where it was like he grew up on a farm and it's just like build stuff to make it work yeah and it's like yeah it was more about fixing stuff than buying new stuff but if you can apply that to anything yeah you know like but you don't Dun- need a dundalk there. seems to have a history of like quite good DIY scenes and art scenes and music scenes like uh, even in the 80s like you know right. uh, like currently I, w- I was thinking about it on the way down like the Dundalk bands that I know like there's um, Just Mustard who were nominated for the Irish Album of the Year earlier this year they're really great kind of noise rock type of band and it, Noonan actually makes makes a lot of tracks, tracks. We, we do our recordings for so, TPM so like the lead well, the fella Just Mustard big fella big fella you'd red hair it's very handsome. Okay, very handsome. <laughs> um, Amac a- as well yep. from yeah, Dundalk. Great, They're kind yeah. of like dance pop yep. kind of thing. Uh, Jinx Lennon as well, who's king of the industry. King probably of the our industry. biggest inspiration. He's probably our biggest. In- no, he is influence. our biggest inspiration. And they're all like totally disparate sounds like nothing yeah. kind of sounds the same everyone is kind of doing their own thing like what is it i, I don't know are there other acts as well that you could name that are making music right now in dundalk that there's are probably is there's nits uh sarah jane there's like a great trad scene in dundalk yeah it's really good trad musicians there's there's just you could go see live music in the dock any day of the week uh in several different pubs which is fantastic and there's loads of like arts groups and stuff like that so and, and it's all spirit Dundalk store as well. Spirit store is great. Tolls is great. There's, there's like, it, there's just a great scene. And we would in all those bands, we would have kind of just been hanging out when we were teenagers anyway. At the You're like in the shop, like the center. same age as well. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Not Jinx now, but you know, we would have been hanging out with them when we were teenagers. But uh, uh, yeah, we, like we we would have all been hanging around the same shopping centers and listening to the same music anyway. So, but now we're all in bands and making like totally different music each other kind of like yeah 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 yeah. yeah. i think i think kind of making different music but all going in the same direction of creating you know so it's all kind of the same end goal or something you know um like you mentioned jinx lennon there he's played the bars uh a few times as well what is it about him that's so influential is it just like his experience as well and he's happy just to help out new acts that are coming up i think he's a, a an absolutely like the best songwriter ever ever uh, like uh, and we don't say that lightly like and we've toured with him and, and like every single day he's writing new songs he's so and dedicated to writing about stuff that's going on now and so honestly as well it's a mixture of honesty the diy attitude and and just a craft and a way of putting things that's so like it, it can be humorous and also heartbreaking at the sit in the in in two sentences do you know what i mean i think he's he's like we could talk about his writing for 
an hour, probably more. Like that doesn't actually seem like that long. <laughs> <laughs> like we could just talk about it forever. Yeah, like like I mentioned earlier, like DCTPM is kind of like a, a comedy act, but like you've got political stuff as well. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. You? Like I mean, hundred like, percent. I mean, the main song I guess that people would know by you is probably "Fuck RTE." Yeah, and then you've got another song called "The Boys on the Dole." Those are two. Yeah. Yeah. Those are your two biggest songs, and there's kind of yeah. like a political a political thing running through that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think you should you should probably cover everything when you're writing anyway, because like, like we write it's, songs, it's a life. To you know, know so. like we can we can hide stuff, and like we have a song called "Eat That Curry," and it's about What's curry sauce. About? It's oh, about okay. curry sauce. We, we actually were in RT though, and they they tried to tell us it was about heroin, and we were like, "No, it's not." <laughs> They're like, "Guys, we know, we know stuff about the tin foil trays. We know it's about gear," and we were like. No, no, we eat stuff Bitch out of tinfoil in Dundalk. Like, <laughs> not on slates, like in Dublin, you know. But, uh, yeah, you have to be political. We're, like, it's great. It's it, Like, we're kind of political, but we're not so political that we're like... Well, we're not, like, really serious political. You can use kind of humour, because it's so ridiculous, some of the stuff that goes on, so why not use... Why not just try and laugh about it, but also... Kind of it's kind of the you, same you know. style of writing that the, that the ballads have in a sense like old Irish songs where it's kind of humorous but it's also but it's also making digs at people you know? take a dig. we don't like really a like authority like you know and, and that's yeah. the main point it's great like, there's a song called Nell Flaherty's Drake about somebody having a, a drake and then it gets kidnapped and, and killed and eaten and it's a cursed song about the people who stole the drake but it's actually a song about Robert Emmett being killed by uh, by the British so it's like like the disguise the whole song about this fella lamenting over his dead duck but it's actually about Robert Emmett do you know what I mean so I think we kind of write like that in a sense like yeah it's kind of it's funny but also you can be clued into the you know it's hidden the, message the, the, the hidden message we're like the Illuminati we're kind of <laughs> like <laughs> we're a bit like the Freemasons or something like, like that turtle leg Freemasons we're, the, we're the national Freemason band <laughs> in Ireland we do all we do all the lodges um, it's all interconnected so, so like, when did the TPM stuff start happening for you guys? Like, when did you kind of start up, and when did you start picking up uh, a fan base as well? We got a fan base before we were actually a band, which was sort of hard to... Yeah, it was a bit of a pain in the hole, like... We were... Uh, I was living abroad for a year, and then I came home, and then he was living abroad. And then after two years, we, we were, like, together again, and we met the boys in the dole, like... Probably what? a week after that. When, when was that? Like 2015 or something? Yeah. yeah. And then we made that song and I, I was busking with, with the band I had at the time and then me and Charles done that song and then it went viral. And like within the space of three days. Like, it got like seven or 800,000 views on Facebook. Everyone was like, whoa, what's the name of your band? And we were like, we don't actually have one yet. But so It kind of like slowed us down because we for ages we were just like, fuck. We were just trying to <laughs> like know what to do because like there was... There was a fella, like, after the song went viral, was like... And we, we planned on being a band that did those sort of songs, but we didn't really get a chance to. So there was um, a fella that was like, oh, I'm going to book gigs for you and make you really famous. And uh, he said, all bookings go through my uh, email. And we were like, who is this lad? Uh, and then we were like, uh, we need to meet you. Give us your phone number. And we met him. Um, and he was like, I'm going to get you playing all the teenage discos. You're going to get, like, three grand a night. And we were like... <laughs> No, you're not. <laughs> you're like, that's all right. Yeah. You're like, don't be posting stuff like that again, thanks. And then he didn't. You know, we haven't heard from him since. And so, Thank God. so was it that meeting that you were like, actually, we don't need anybody else. Like, we'll do it ourselves. Yeah, we kind of always planned on that. That was just a mad thing to do. Can you imagine like going like, oh, everyone, bookings are true. That's like me standing beside a busker and being like, everyone, if you need to book this guy, I'm going to book him. <laughs> you know, go through me. Going to make you famous, mate. 
It's like, no, no, we don't really need that. Don't even know if we want to be famous. But it's easier to shout like uh, about another act than do it for yourselves as well, though, isn't it? Yeah. True, but your yeah, man was just a bollocks. Like I think he was just trying to make him some money. Like, yeah. No bother saying it. Like, have you played any teenage discos? No. no. We've never actually no. been to a teenage disco. No, I was a very quiet child. You weren't that fucking quiet. <laughs> I didn't blossom. He wasn't that quiet. <laughs> I was a very quiet child. I used to just, <laughs> I used to just do my reading by the window. <laughs> Read my stories. <laughs> and so, so like, what, what did you do next? Like, I mean, it, it just seems to have picked up so much steam, even over the past year, like TPM that... Uh, yeah. Mean, like, I mean, how, how did you keep it rolling? Were you just like... We'd done a lot of gigs with, like, two songs for about six months. Like a, and then and we then had about four songs. We had a gig songs. with Jinx, and we wrote yeah. two extra songs the night before because we didn't we want to be so... To not have we songs. didn't want to be going in doing like two fuck two songs in front of him. We were like, let's write, th-. and they're great songs, you know. Eat that curry. We still do them. Like <laughs> we wrote "Eat That Curry" the night before we played with Jinx, yeah. which was great. And then we just we kind of figured out what we wanted to do then. And now we're only now really got our bearings at start this year. Yeah, because it kind of knocked us for six. Like, going like, oh right, everyone wants to get us for a gig, and we don't have any songs. So we haven't so. released that many songs because we've been gigging so much. But now we're going to we're doing a tour in November. An actual tour. An actual tour, yeah. but Rather there's only just six to hits on it. Like, you know, but we're doing, like, you know, constant. We've been doing gigs constantly for three years. And but we're going to try and just start doing just tours ma- now. Like and then Essentially, writing. we're making a poster for six gigs. And then going to go, this is a tour now, everyone, right? And everyone's going to go, wow, they're doing a tour. Even though we've been playing for three years. Like, you know, it's funny. So, so is it just, like, you've got more time off now that the summer is over? Like, you sit down again and you plan, like, the next stage of the band? Like, are you going to make an album or... Yeah, well, we're going to stop doing gigs for a while because we're just... We need to, but we keep booking gigs. more gigs, so I don't know when we're going to do that. Like, we like playing gigs, like, but... Just can't say no. Just, well, we yeah, find it we very hard to say we start no. Saying but, no. like, we have, we have a whole album recorded with the Merry Wallopers, and we don't even have time to release it. Yeah, we released an EP with the Mary... Like, we recorded an album for the Merry Wallopers, and then... In January. Recorded, we recorded 32 songs in two nights, and uh, we, we have loads of them, but there's only 15 going on the album, and so... Um, we released an EP because we weren't actually going to release anything and then uh, released that. But no, we don't really know what to do with the album, but we'll put it out at some point, you know. The, the EP is called The Sound of the Merry Wallopers, is it? A Mouthful of the a Merry Wallopers. You know, because it's like we're the music version of a pint. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a, a wee bit of that. A taster. A taster. A little sip. It's like a mouthful of, yeah, a mouthful <laughs> of the Merry Wallopers. Thing. Um... And so, like, with the trad stuff, is it all originals or is it all covers? Or No, it's all, well, it's mostly, mostly. You know, it's, it's, it's covers, but they're, like, songs that mightn't have been, like, we, we're, like, some of them are, have never been recorded. And they're, like, we'd have to look for them in the Irish traditional music archive or find them off of, like, singers and pubs, you know, so. Some of them, we'd, like, rearrange the music. So they're like they're covers, but there's some of the songs are from like the 1600s and stuff like that. And they're still we pick songs like that are like still relevant and kind of in 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 keeping with what TPM is about as well. They're like kind of anti-authority songs that are like you know we've written a funny few as well, a but yeah, we've written it's mostly it's mostly uh, old ones. Like we'll get this album out and then we'll try write our own sort of ballads, you know. Do you kind of feel part of the kind of the trad revival in Ireland over the past little while? Like, I don't yeah. know, have you done yeah. that much with Mary Wallopers? But like, there is a whole scene, like, I mean, Lancome, yeah. probably the main oh, one. The, the yeah, gloaming yeah. as well, kind of more the folk yeah. mm-hmm. side of things. But like, is 
is there something about it that you kind of feel drawn towards? Yeah, absolutely. Like when we started doing the Mary Walloper stuff, we were singing ballads. A lot of a lot of people that we knew that were the same age as us were kind of like. Even like when it's diddly eye like music, it but it's like really like, great music. Yeah. It's kind of it was uncool, and, and in the last cool. three years, now it's kind of cool. I think people are just getting prouder of their identity. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. like we're not so quick to be like, "Oh, Ireland is so stupid." Like you know, and it's also like people, are like people people aren't associating trad with like the Temple Bar kind of music thing anymore. You know, yeah, they're kind of appreciating. Yeah, because like the Dubliners when they started, like they would have been like playing in. Uh, they they would have been playing in pubs, which wasn't a thing the bands really did, and so the trouble is is they they were so like their sound was so particular that all like folk ballads essentially are kind of like when you hear them in Temple Bar they're just like versions of the Dubliner sound that that's kind of like just like, really, like there wasn't out, sessions you know? in pubs in Dublin and yeah you would have been kind of locked down on for playing in pubs so like they asked permission to play in a pub in I think the early 60s O'Donoghue's on like New Year's Eve or something and then they started playing more regularly yeah, but, but you uh, would have I think they had to go to the outskirts of Dublin like places like even Ashburn and that to play in pubs because no one wanted music in Dublin it's interesting as well because like trad sessions in pubs actually started in England because there used to be sessions in houses in rural Ireland, and then they kind of stopped, and pubs weren't really a place to play music until, like, maybe the 60s, 50s. What about the 1935 Dance Hall Act that stopped people playing in their houses, in, which still is happening still today. In, in force? So, like, events get shut down, and the guards come in and use the 1935 Dance Hall Act, which was brought in by the church. Because they didn't want people riding each other. They wanted to control the dance halls. And, uh, yeah. Or dancing, sorry, dancing. And... Uh, so, so they came in and were like, "No, you can't have these you parties have to do it in our hall. At the house, you have no. to do it in our hall, and we're going to make sure all the then Irish girls and boys stand on either side, you know." Yeah. But, but they still use it to shut down raves and that. Yeah, our, our, about six months ago in Dundalk, a rave was shut down with the with the dance hall act. There was three thousand tickets sold for it, and then two days before the guards came in and were like, "Under the nineteen thirty five dance hall order, we we have every right to shut you down, and there's no." There's nothing you can do about it's it. It's basically a get into jail free cloud that yeah, the guards yeah. can use <laughs> if, they, go, if they just don't want you to do it. The guards are sitting around eating donuts or whatever and they're just going, we go out and uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to shut down that rave out the road for the crack? You know, and they'll just go and do it. You know, so. Yeah. That history lesson started like just like that. That's the thing that I really like talking to people about trad music. It's like all of the people who play trad music like seem to just know the history about it. Yeah, it's really it's really addictive learning about it. Yeah, because the songs are so like uh, you could learn so much about just one song, you know, and then loads of different versions of it just because of the way time has affected the music. I suppose they're primary sources as well in the sense like they're they're telling. Yeah. Even if the song's not about something, some of the words and stuff will just like describe how life was at that time. You know? Yeah, it'll give you a feeling of what the sentiment was, even by just use of singular words. You know. So I think that that's pretty much all uh, that we've that we need to cover. Like we got a little bit of a history lesson. We talked about both of the acts. We talked about uh, Dundalk. So you're taking a break with, or you're taking a break from playing live. So. Uh, are these shows this weekend kind of like the last for a while? <laughs> Probably not. Like we've, playing uh, next we've Westerville. I think we we've do Westerville. Like, no, we're in the dock next weekend. But then we're, we've a, we've a gig. We're playing Westerville in October, is it? Yeah, and then we we put on gigs in our house. Yeah, out in the barn, and we're doing one of them on the eighteenth of October in our venue. In our venue, which is just a, it's just a barn and a house we're renting, 
and uh, the landlord's actually all right. We have a pub in our sitting room. Yeah. And so and we, uh, we put on acts that we had Junior Brother down and, and uh, Miles Manley and Jinx and Thomas McCarthy and uh, the deadly, loads of different bands. So why, why did you start doing gigs yourselves? Just, uh, just you're cut, cut out the middleman. Like. Closing hours, cut out the middleman, like closing hours. The idea of having a, a venue close at half 12 or one at night is childish. Like we so used to put on. It's like, come on now, you have to go to bed. Stop enjoying yourselves, you know. And it's like, just before the house gigs, we were putting on this night called Novena, where we set up the pub like a, a church, and we dressed up as priests and DJed. But like, literally, when people started dancing, the pub would be like, "All right, people last start orders. dancing around half eleven, you know." So like, and then they'd be like, "Last orders." So if like, you want to go out dancing, you have to listen to like, to Pitbull or whatever. Yeah, you, know? you go to the, the only clubs in town are the ones that real rich people own, and they just don't. They're just like. Doesn't matter what music you play, fill the fucking thing, and then just have like just real mainstream music and just not really any any crack. People just go to get pissed and ride each other, you know, which is grand if that's what you're into. But like, you know, so we we just uh, we started renting this house and then uh, we wanted to get some people that were really good at what they did. So we had a chef we know, Siobhan, who's unreal and she makes like vegan stuff. And so we had her out at the house and she'd make like food for people that you couldn't get in restaurants in Dundalk do you know what I mean and it's all free in with the ticket price uh, it's like well it's a mandatory donation uh, which gives you a bus out to the gig and back into town and then our friend Paul who makes his own beer we started uh, uh, he was like I'll build a pub out in your sitting room if you want and we were like alright because it's like a big old house and the sitting room one of them is really cold and uh, so he built a pub in it and now we have a pub, uh, but it's, it's BYOB. All, it's all homemade drink as well. Like and we built a stage cans. out in this barn, and it'll hold about 150 people. But we don't invite 150 people because it's carnage. Okay. But uh, I, I can only imagine. Like, see, the problem with, you know, it's great that you're not in the pubs and stuff and that you can yeah. go until all hours. But you've got the clean-up then the next day. Well, it's a good excuse to clean the house our kitchen every as well. month. We've just shut the kitchen off because people, you know, like people will go out to this party at the BYOB and they're like, have you got a glass and a spoon? And we're like, why do you need a glass and a spoon? So, and then suddenly the whole kitchen's destroyed because people are like, where'd you get that glass and spoon from? It's like, take it easy, will you? It's also kind of hard because we live in an yourself. old house and our well is only like 40 foot deep and for two months or three months every year it runs dry. So we'd have to like keep filling up buckets of water. And, and so like flu- <laughs> like we're flushing <laughs> the toilet with these buckets of water and it's just, it's, it's worth it though. Yeah. It's worth it because yeah. we, we are the masters of our own destiny. And we have great bands playing and uh, uh, we can go as long as we want and people can buy homemade drink that's like... He has like a menu of like six different types of drink and he makes them all in his own house. It's like if and you get everyone who's really into doing what they do to do something get them together. all together and yeah. then it's just great. And so yeah. it's good. And we pay artists well, Ooh. which is great. I think we pay artists like better than a lot of... Well established. One of our things Dublin. was like the midnight hour of Whelan's pays like 150 euro as as a standard. And thing. we pay more for a lot of. We can do that our in our little shed. So it's kind of it's a bit of a fuck you to promoters, which is a questionable stance when we're in a band ourselves. But <laughs> we don't mind, you know. So you even started uh, emailing other bands like like that guy that was on to you ages ago offering you teenage discos. Gonna make you yeah, we're like kid. we're gonna make you famous out in our shed. We're, we're gonna bring you up to Dublin City. We're gonna get you all the greatest gigs out in our shed. We've got a pub in the sitting room. <laughs> um, on, on that note, uh, thanks everybody uh, for coming out. Thanks to TPM slash The Merry Wallopers. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you. And uh, Mary Wallopers are playing at 6 p.m. Uh, tonight in Conan Moore's. TPM are tomorrow at 9 p.m. in the bars. And I think we're going to hear one more song yeah, from I'll, the Mary Wallopers. I'll sing a song about uh, about Clonakilty, kind of, well, Balanascarty out the road. And it's a song about the formation of the National Land League. So it's kind of a fuck you to landlords, you know. Uh, but Dan and Minnie uh, Walsh were the name of these people that owned this... Uh, well, they had this farmyard. They were renting it anyway, and you can go see it still. <coughs> and uh, it's about them, like saying they weren't going to pay rent to landlords, and they were first in the country to do it and start this kind of like boycott, you know, the land league or whatever. So I'll I'll try and sing it now. Uh, you don't have to use the microphone if you if you don't want to. I don't know. It'd be grand. It'd be grand. I'll just get try. I'll try and get my. Uh, ooh, ooh, yeah. You can get up and start swaying as well. <coughs> I'll try and get the right key. <coughs> One evening I've laid down to band and I strayed Bound for Clonakilty I was making me way At Ballinascarty I chanced to delay And I wetted me whistle with porter I spat on me fist and I raised up a stick And down the coach road like a deer I did click I cared not for landlords, bailiffs or owl nick And I sang like the lark in the morning Tiddery out out, tiddery out out, tiddery out 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 um. Tiddery out out, tiddery out out, tiddery out 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 um. Tiddery out ad and tiddery out out, tiddery out out um. With me whack fall to the laddie. I scarcely had travelled a mile on the road when I heard a dispute in a farmer's abode. The son of the landlord, an ill-looking toad, and the wife of the bowl tenant farmer. Saying what in the devils come over ye all I call for my rent and I get none at all And at the next session you'll pay for it all Or follow your friends or the water Oh Robert the bowl tenant's wife she replied You're as bad as your daddy on the other side But the National Land League will pull down your pride For they're able to bear every storm oh Oh, their branches extend from the country to town, protecting the tenants, their houses and ground. I owe you twelve months and I'll give you a pound if you clear our receipts in the morning. When she spoke of the land league, his lips they grew pale, saying what good are you but be stuck into jail. And at the next session you'll pay the full gale or you'll marshal it all in good order. Your husband was drinking in town just last night. He was shouting and bawling for bowel tenants' rights. By the month of October, we'll put you to flight and you'll follow your friends to Dungarvan. If my husband was drinking, what's that got to do? I'd rather he drink it than give it to you. You skinny wee miser, you're not worth the chew and your wet marshy land is no bargain. We all joined the Land League on last New Year's Day And I know in my heart we're not going astray While the people are with us we'll carry the sway And we'll marshal it all in good order And then I jumped up from the bush where I lay And as I passed by him I heard him to say I wish to my God I was ten miles away From the wife of the bowl tenant farmer she shouted hurrah and I shouted yoo-hoo. He showed us his back and like lightning he flew. 
saying God help the land league and all Ireland too. August fog and meet shoot maratashi. Tedri out out, tedri out out, tedri out 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 tom. Tedri out out, tedri out out, tedri out 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 tom. Ah, God help the land league and all Ireland too. August fog and meet shoot maratashi. There I forgot to ask, I don't know, does anybody have any questions for the guys? No? Uh, okay. Uh, oh. There many gigs outside. Well, we try not to play in Dublin too much, you know, because... Uh, we play in loads of small villages and stuff like Leitrim and... Ballinamore, we play a lot yeah. in Ballinamore and... Donegal, uh, loads of parts of Donegal. and Mayo. We actually, we like going to small places as well. It's better, it's, it's better. better crack. We play uh, well. We play a bit of Hank Williams and that as well. The odd time, like oh, I said. No, oh yeah. Oh yeah. We. I think. I think we play yeah, we mostly. Co- we play some city songs as well, but I think we mostly play. We most end up gravitating towards the country ones. Like we. We. It's hard to find ballads about Dundalk, but we found one recently that was that was about like we do a, a weekly gig in a pub in Dundalk called Tolls, and we found a song. Uh, in the Irish Traditional Music Archive and, and with the help of a fella called Mick Dunn who came in and sang it and it's a song about the pub that we play in but it's a curse song against the guards raiding it because they were playing really late and it's an amazing song like it's a real old song and it, it's, it's about the pub that we still play in and we know the fella who the song was written about as well we try and, to own it try and learn like when you start learning the songs there's just songs about everywhere in the country and tiny places yeah. you know and so we, we try and learn them and I'd say we have a song for a lot of the counties in Ireland at least you know so well, I'm just back on the trimester there's a lot of country music going back to the trimester of all descriptions yeah mm-hmm. yeah absolutely next year you have yeah absolutely yeah 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 why not why not why not yeah 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 yeah. you remember all of yeah like there's a weird thing that happens that we wouldn't we mightn't sing a song for like Years. like I'd say we know over 150 songs each definitely and, and Sean, and as well Sean the then fella. as well and sometimes we'll forget that we know songs but if we get real pissed, we'll just like yeah, we just <laughs> unleash an inner an inner oh, thing. No, you might have sung the song for a year and a half, and then you'll just go Jesus and sing it like grand in in one go. But yeah. there's also sometimes you can sing songs that you haven't actually sung, but you just know, and you might sing it once and then not be able to sing it again. Yeah, yeah. if you tried to sing it, you wouldn't be able to, but you w- might have heard it. And the wonderful thing about them is their stories. So even if you know the gist of where it needs to go. You can kind of make it up. It's folk music, so <laughs> you know that's the whole. Like that's the reason they're like the way they are now. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- th- it's easy to remember because they're stories. And if you're invested in the story, then uh, it's it's a piece of cake, I think. Any other questions? Any chances some TPM? We can't really do it a cappella. It just won't be as flowery. But, but we'll do it tomorrow. Come to Debarra's tomorrow, and we'll do a load of TPM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll love it. You'll we'll love we'll it. do you'll that love. one tomorrow. Are yeah, you planning on getting some curry around Clannacilty this weekend? I, I'd say Any recommendations? things have happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So we had to, we, people kept bringing curry sauce to our gigs and uh, sometimes they try and make us drink curry sauce because one of the lines is, uh, one of the lines is, um, drink that curry. Oh, yeah, eat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole point of the, the whole point of the sign. Because uh, eat that curry, uh, Drink that curry, roll it up, and then smoke that curry. And uh, people started bringing 
So a fellow rolled a rolled a rolly made a curry as well before. And what happened next? He tried to smoke it, but sure it was. It all fell apart. He might as well have been trying to light that jug of water on fire. I admire the determination. Ah, yeah, it's great. It's good to see them coming out. It's a messy thing, though. We got fined, you know. Yeah, we got fined. We were doing a gig uh, supporting the Rubber Bandits uh, at the Vodafone Comedy Carnival in Galway about two years ago. And uh, we brought loads of curry with us in black bin bags, but it was like like closed curry paste. So it was all sealed and we got it all for free and we were throwing it out into the crowd. But it was it was all sealed, but then some jokers in the crowd <laughs> no, decided to we open didn't it. Condone this. We didn't condone it, no, but uh some jokers tried to open it and, and started throwing it all over the place and then Vodafone had these big drapes, like big red drapes, uh hanging down and then when we went to go get paid, uh the person was like, Yeah, but Vodafone wants seventy euro to clean their curtains. So if any uh, if any is have any spare change next time Instead of giving it to a charity, send it on to Vodafone because they can't afford to pay, uh, <laughs> wash their own curtains. So, so don't bring curry to the bars tomorrow night. Couldn't give a fuck. Bring, bring it. Do what you want. want. No, don't. Like, to, it just the bars are better sounder than Vodafone. So yeah, they wouldn't mind. You know, maybe I don't know. So anybody else? The tuna curry makes your Vodafone curry sweeter. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's a uh, scientifically yes. proven. Yeah. Yes. That is true. You, you That's good. Yeah. That's good. That is absolutely true. You've heard it here. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we be like. Curry and Guinness makes your yeah. makes your throat it's just very very good. Ripe for ballads. The yeah. odd bit of uh, the odd bit of whiskey as well in between. Well, you'll get all of that and more, I'm sure, over the weekend in Clannock. Yes, we're excited. Connor Moore is at 6 p.m. to see more of the Merry Wallopers. Some Byron. Some. There's going guitar. to be instruments. We don't just sing like without instruments usually. So come over at six, and there's another fella called Sean McKenna, and geez, oh, he's great. Oh, he's gorgeous he's voice. Like gorgeous. He's like a Very young Tommy Flynn. Yeah. Something like that, you know. Well, on that note, thanks again to TPM. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.